Glory. Spock from the Starship Enterprise says, Live long and prosper. Jordy, later on, later episodes, you know. What does he say? Give the order, cat. Engage. <laughs> Mach 9.9, faster than the speed of light. You know we're here to boldly go where no man has gone before. It's true. They say, man, I don't know about those Star Trek references. Well, the Bible speaks about them. Hallelujah. It speaks about a people who will walk on stars. Walk on stars? Yes, walk on stars. Walk on stars ministries. And I'm not talking about Hollywood Boulevard either. I'm talking about the path of sapphire stones of the Lord Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of God in heaven. A people called to the secret stairway. A people called to the, what does the Bible call it? Walk on streets of gold. You got to walk on streets of gold. Book of Revelation. It is written a lot of times people hear the higher teachings of wisdom, righteousness from those mystics that have pressed in deep into the Holy Spirit by their constant obedience and consecration from all lust and pride. And we hear these things, you guys listening to me today, and we apply it to our brains as if this is some kind of mental ascent. You know what mental ascent is? Clippeth. Am I right? Yeah. Well, there's a special kind of mental ascension. If all your ascension is is mental, then you're in the clippeth. If you're in Old Testament Kabbalah principles, you're in the clippeth. All that letter of the law, the Old Testament, written law and oral law, is really death without the life of Shekinah flowing through and emanating, imparting life into you. For he is the tree of life. If it's separated from the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ, his body, his flesh, and his sapphire veins, it is written sapphire veins. Mm. If you are separated from his blood on sapphire veins, his body, the bread that came down from heaven, then it's a dead letter that kills. Now, I practice mental ascension all the time. It's very beneficial. But if I wasn't standing on sapphire stones, it would be a complete waste of my time. Do you understand that sapphire stone, it's not really a sapphire stone, but it has a place occupied on the charts of Da'at. And we call that knowledge. We call that, at times we refer to it as a bone throne of Satan. But what was it really supposed to be? We talked about the Da'at, you know, the, of the kabod of the, the glory will flood the earth as the waters cover the sea. What is it really supposed to be? It's the knowledge of Kavad. It's a reminder to have another drink. You can't be his disciple unless you drink his blood. Sapphire and it is written blood. sapphire veins. Yeah. Song so his blood is only in the veins. And in the word of God, it says sapphire veins. So whose blood are you drinking? Now, this is what's wonderful about your, your mental ascension. If it didn't work, it if it wasn't beneficial at all, then Bob Jones videos are of no use, right? But if all you do is you stay and live in Black Malkut, or you come in and out of the kingdom, 
right? Bob Jones, he would tell the people, a bunch of you, most of you are playing games. What's playing games? According to the word of the prophet Bob Jones, in and out of the kingdom, in and out of white Malkut of holiness, at least stay within the kingdom. Now, if you're living in black Malkut and you're submitted to the enemy army, unawares or aware, having received delusion, when you choose sin, it becomes your master, right? Grace is simply the ability to choose your master. So when the grace comes, don't abuse it because that means you're choosing sin to lord over you actively. That's your choice. So then you find yourself in need of grace. Well, boldly approach the throne in your time of need of grace. What is that? Throne of judgment. That means you're boldly approaching to come and receive correction and instruction. Mm both of which under the demonic clip-off that are lording over you because you chose sin, now they're your masters, it is written. That's their right. How are you gonna get free? You have to boldly approach his throne and your time of need of grace. You need more grace. That grace you already abused isn't gonna get you through that. You already abused that grace, you need fresh grace. You need fresh said coming down untainted, <laughs> un spotted grace so you come to the throne of judgment oftentimes it's going to be someone you don't want to hear the truth from prophets apostles someone in your life that's speaking the truth truth that you don't want to hear is a truth that will set you free it's that truth that you don't want to hear that's the truth that will set you free when it comes to the throne of grace you'll find that understanding his throne the realm of Berea is that the grace and the judgment are not separate, but one. That same grace is the judgment. That same judgment is the grace. The measure that it's meted out individually to the men, the animals, the angels, supernal beings, mm. it's all based on the measurements of grace and wisdom according to the intellect of the Father whose intellect, his knowledge, and his wisdom, and his understanding are perfect perfection. Perfect love. Higher than angelic perfection. Higher than angelic perfection is the Father's perfection. Such a high rung we could not fathom. Even in the Heights that we've known, we can only begin to understand the basics. But what you need practically for your next step in life is to approach the throne of grace in your time of need for what? Judgment. His judgments are good. How is the judgment given to you? How do you approach him? Same thing in the New Testament. He said, do you prefer that I come to you gently? Or with a big stick, right? A rod of correction. It's all depending on your reaction to the word. So when you react negatively, when you react self-defensively, running away from it, blaming others, it's always someone else and not you, someone else and not you, someone else, it's a, somebody else, it's somebody else. There was a demon. It was The demon's just doing his job. He's being a demon. Oh, well, this person is a whore walking by. You expect a whore to be a whore. Expect a demon to be a demon. He is expecting you to be his son. You to be his daughter. You have to change. 
This whole journey is simply about changing yourself. Not a 15-step help, self-help book, but a circumcision that is everlasting and permanent change in your innermost being, layer upon layer upon layer of everything that makes up the fabric of who you are to change to agree with the living word of God. Not a dead letter that kills, but that connection with Shekinah, which is your awareness of the glory of holiness. And as that awareness increases, you stay awake. Some of you, your spirit, you go to sleep, and then you wake up. Oh, you rouse yourself. Wake up, rise and shine. Put on strength. Yeah, oh, oh, God, oh, they go home now. <laughs> or, you know, you get into work, and you know, just go into work, go into work, and... Turn right. off your spirit at work. Can't do that, guys. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in some kind of situation, circumstance, conversation that has nothing to do with the glory of His holiness. You're not even in serpent wisdom. You're just letting things happen. And letting words come out. Where do those words come from? You need to rouse yourself to wakefulness. Your increase of the awareness of Shekinah is your ability to live a holy life despite circumstances around you. You can be around the grossest circumstances, situations, and maintain perfect holiness based on your level of awareness of the Shekinah as the emanations Ask of the inscriptions of God. It. All 12 apostles, same thing, sent out to the whole world. And then let the world defile them, and the very sapphire stones of Revelation are named after them. The truth, you guys, is is mental ascension is being non-God inside-minded. If you're God inside-minded, your mind ascends with you, because your mind is anchored in Christ, it is written. But if you're not God inside-minded, mental ascent is only clippeth. So the first thing is in the river of Elijah of Malkut, is to become fully God, Yarevave, Jesus Christ, inside minded. Fully, Yarevave, Ruach HaKadesh, Holy Spirit, inside, fullness of the Father, Yarevave, Yarevave, Abba, Father, inside minded. Colossians 2.10, you are filled with the Godhead, Yarevave, it is written. Colossians 2.10, you are filled with all the Trinity, and have reached full spiritual stature. What does that mean? His full spiritual stature is reached within you. That doesn't mean that your spirit has reached it. That doesn't mean that your soul's reached it. That means that you have been connected to the vine for the very first time. Colossians 2.10, it is written. We like to interpret that as I'm already perfect. Well, no, that's not at all what Paul says anywhere else. It doesn't work with any other scripture, guys. So you have to go through the whole gospel of Paul and not just pick and choose things for your prerogatives. Truth, anyhow, you have to judge scripture by scripture, Torah by Torah, and use it to ascend on the established ladder of Torah of Moses and the Lamb. Lamb the Lamb of God is the creator of heaven and earth. He's the creator of Moses, but he used the man Moses to bring the Torah then he came himself and fulfilled Torah. I have not come to do away with Torah, but to fulfill it. It is written, red letters, Jesus Christ. So the fulfillment of Torah is ascension through Jesus Christ in what Moses established called the law. Now, greasy gracers nowadays and these hyper-spiritualists everywhere, they say we don't need Moses anymore. Jesus never said that once. The Apostle Paul said the exact opposite. The law is good, but you're evil. 
Romans 6. You know, we're like, we don't want that part. We'll just go right into Romans 8. You know what I mean? Or like, we just have grace abounds for my human being, for my nefesh soul, for my blood to do whatever religious thing I want and call it God, and it's all blasphemy. It's all blasphemy. The true path, the narrow path, is what is established already before you were born. Walk in it. That's why it's called ancient path and not your path. Scripture calls it the ancient path. That means Moses was used on the mountain to scribe it, as is written, Torah. Now our job is to walk in the Lamb fulfilling Torah, for I have not come to do away with Torah, but to fulfill it. What does that mean? To walk not just up Sinai, but up Jerusalem and Zion into the sapphire stones that Moses walked on, which is not even Old Covenant. That's Genesis 1, creation. You understand that? That's before the Law of Moses. He was going up there to the path of lightnings where Enoch was. Truth, anyhow. He didn't even go as high as Enoch because God killed him on the mountain. It doesn't mean he's any less than Enoch. Okay? doesn't. These are the patriarchs of our faith, and all of them deserve all of our honor because as you honor them, they circumcise you in your hearts and minds on sapphire stones. And you know, not just the patriarchs. You know what God's dealing with in the world of Berea? The matriarchs. I had a negative perspective towards Leah. And when I said something negative about the matriarch Leah, my olive tree in my apartment fell over by Leah from the cloud of witnesses. She pushed it over. And it was the left one corresponding to the female of the Sephirotic divine body of Jesus Christ. And the Lord was saying, and then used the apostle Rebecca to bring the wisdom that you have to also understand Leah burst the tribes. She is to be greatly honored as a matriarch. You can't just say, oh, well, there's stories in the Old Testament and we just disregard Moses because he sinned and he struck the rock instead of spoke to the rock. I tell you the truth, Moses, the ones that speak against Moses, Moses is like 10,000 times greater than them in the spirit right now. You're insane for disrespecting Moses. You are literally insane. That is a guaranteed ticket to be destroyed. We do not disrespect the patriarchs or the matriarchs because we are in the genealogy of Jesus Christ and they are mothers and fathers and they are brothers and sisters. And as you honor them, and it's not to be religious about that. You don't have to call me master. And you don't that. need to pray to Mother Leah. Yes. <laughs> like I mean, worse than the you're Catholic gonna Church. You have to you. have common sense too. You know, the greatest part about the prophetic... <laughs> is common sense. So please keep your common sense as you accurately learn the prophetic from real prophets. Amen. So just make sure you're in common sense because we obviously don't pray to angels. We don't pray to Mother Moses. Leah. We don't pray to Leah. You know, we don't Come pray to Rachel either. Mother we don't, Leah. I don't pray to Enoch Metatron. Be our guest and let this wait dish <laughs> you don't to pray us to, be You don't pray to Elijah. Him. Come on. Now we pray to Yadavave, Holy Spirit. Holy Son, Holy Father, the Trinity, Dear God. Dear Mother Leah, Mother of Tribes, blessed be this pizza before you today on the altar. <laughs> Bless my pizza, may it not enlarge my belly, but let it enlarge my territory. Oh, Amen. sense and nonsense, dude. Oh, have the coins have flipped. You see, Leah is really precious. Rachel loved Leah, and Leah loved Rachel. And you have to understand that Leah... 
She fully understands that the bringing about of righteousness can only happen through the unification of Jacob and Rachel, not Jacob and Leah. But the glorification of her destiny is a lofty place. Bina <laughs> has a partner in Hakma. Her original destiny, according to rabbinical literature studies of Moses, those who wrote down and kept all those things orally taught to them by Moses since the giving of the law, understood that the original destiny for Leah was to be married to Esau. So what a grace gift for her to avoid the dark destiny track that she was on. How? By the love of her sister, Rachel, mm. who did not want to subject her to public embarrassment, but gave her the secret codes. You know, there was some strife, but Jacob did a really good job at eliminating strife by balance. And even the rabbis, they say that after Jacob, you know, since the giving of Torah, no other Jewish man can marry and be married to two sisters at the same time. Amen. So it's just um, God has his way of working things out perfectly. Leah, instead of being destined to Esau, who hated righteousness and hated the inheritance, she ended up learning righteousness. And she has blessed eternal rewards. Her time on earth is very short. She birthed Judah. She's been in heaven a lot longer than she was on earth. <laughs> so things are very good in heaven. Things She's are very going great, great in, heaven. in heaven. She's a wonderful matriarch of holiness, of righteousness. She's to be honored. And all those little things that we can point out about the issues in people's lives. Mm. Well, it's your job and it's our job as Christians, as followers of the way of Jesus Christ to elevate the souls of these people. It's their story, their word in the word. As you live your life, part of going up the rungs is you'll experience little pieces of the stories of these lives playing out in your life. You'll deal with similar kind of tests, trials, circumstances, and you have the opportunity with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in your spirit to make a better way and to elevate that story into the perfection of holiness. It's not just about your life, it's about perfecting the eternal rewards. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about them in the cloud of witnesses waiting to be made perfect together with us and it's only possible for them to be made perfect together with us. How? Why? Going up Sapphire Stones, finishing this thing. Yep. Ten weeks. Walking out each week. And rung you, by rung. Mm -hmm. And you might say, oh, well, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished for the middle pillar. Even every, even the dingiest of Kabbalists understands that the middle way of perfection is perfected already. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a genius to find that out. <laughs> but on the left and on the right... And even in this day and age, you could say, oh, well, the middle and Satan, I thought the false shepherd. And, well, that's in the clippeth. But Jesus Christ, you have to understand, the middle pillar represents the God pillar. You have God in the middle and higher than the other two. On the left, you have woman. On the right, you have man. Jesus came in the flesh. Quarter he did three not have, strands, Ecclesiastes. Yep, amen. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He did not have an earthly father genetically. He had an earthly mother but he was born a male and not a female 
So when he completed that perfection, that was God in the flesh, perfected. And even though he was male, he did not have a genetic father. That's why it does not complete the right side. It is finished. He made the way perfect, being born a male, being born of a female. He established the way so that we can go up male and female. Amen. So it takes a female to go up. That's why the Lord has us doing this together. It takes a female and a male to go up and complete this thing. Yep. Full and, reverse of the curse. Right. Because it took a male and a female in disobedience to God that caused the descent into what we currently have as the fallen world or fallen worlds, fallen layers of soul, and even some parts of your soul missing that were there in the original creation and intention. It's restoring what was lost and elevating those things into holiness. And anything that's not going to be elevated into holiness is going to be thrown into the cosmic trash can, a.k.a. the abyss, like a fire forever, including the principalities. Amen? Symbolized by burning foreskins. Amen, and burning Buddha. We have a burning Buddha on yep. the news. Amen, that too. Every other false god will burn in the lake of fire forever. Amen. So every rung you're circumcised, you know, in the Valley of Decision, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Malkut of Isaiah, you're being circumcised of all kinds of stuff in your blood. Okay, so you're learning how to submit your body to be a temple of the Holy Spirit and your new baptism, your new life in Christ, which is your Ruah soul. So that's where about 99.99999% of Christians are right now in the universe. And we have a lot of teachings and doctrines right there that don't do anything to improve upon the Ruah or following the Ruah HaKadosh <laughs> that we separated from Ruah yesterday. Because you need the Holy Ghost as your master. I will send the Ruah HaKadosh, Jesus Christ red letters. He will lead your Ruah into all truth, red letters, okay? So the leadership of the Ruah is the Holy Spirit. How far? Into the eternity of the eternities. And guess what? You'll be worshiping him up there in the 2,222nd week when you're a transcendent light with your Yachita soul, just like Jesus Christ glorified at the right hand of the Father in the eternity of the eternities, it is written. So literally the open heavens is here now. What's a real open heavens? All 10 weeks, all 10 worlds. Hebrews 1, verse 2, God created worlds and arranged them in order, it is written. So they're already arranged in order, they're already created. The center is already perfected in the works of Jesus Christ, Messiah King. May he be forever praised. Amen. So now the issue is taking your male or female body up the same path of lightnings that he ascended to his father. I am going to my father and your father. I'm going to my Yarevave and your Yarevave. That's what he said. That you know, he's not speaking to them in Greek or English. He's speaking to them, you can guarantee, in ancient Hebrew. Why? Because the Pharisees looked at these common ordinary men and noticed that they knew the oral Torah of Moses. That they knew the secrets of Moses that the millionaire class of the Pharisees, scribes, and teachers of the law knew secretly in their secret councils of every city and nation. That's what Sanhedrin oral Torah is. Jesus spoke an oral Torah greater than the Pharisees and it freaked them out. He had more mystic mysteries and sacred secrets than the secret societies. So if you're paranoid about the Freemasons, 
you need to have the fear of Yadavave, Jesus Christ, Messiah, King. He's got more secrets than the Freemasons or the skull and crossbones of Yale or whatever you're paranoid about. You need the fear of the Lord. Truth in you, you have fear of Bill Gates. That's pretty common out here. You look on Twitter, or now it's called X. You look on X, right? Elon Musk, Musk X. Everyone's talking about Bill Gates. Everyone's talking about this, that, and the other thing. Where is the conversation about the fear of the Lord to sharpen each other's hearts and minds? It's mostly Christians on there. It's mostly people that believe in Jesus that have morals that are in the Republican Party. Elephants, right? Elephants. Well, we're against donkeys. We're not elephants. We're, we're Christians. We're born again. Listen, man, if you are involved in politics of any kind, you are in an animal form. Now we can say, oh, I should not be political. You should get into Jesus and give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to Yadivave what's Yadivave's. More People are more loyal to Donald Trump than they are to Jesus Christ right now in America. How do you know that? Look at other ministries. They're more loyal to the Republican cause of morality, a humanistic cause, than they are to the apostolic call and mandate upon the United States of America with all the archangels and with all the teachings of righteousness. And that should convict you because it is a terrible state that the union's in because the Christians are more worldly than kingdom-minded. Now that's the mental ascent that we're over here self-justifying under the clippeth of all the fallen angels as Satan's and a principality influence in literally every church in America, not mine, yes yours, because death is a principality and everyone's aging in your church because you haven't found sapphire stones to overcome the last curse of death to be swelled up in victory. So you, I rebuke all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And not out of hate or spite or shame or any of that, but out of correction, out of a loving Father in heaven who uses my temple to shift you from distraction and delusion and deception into the path of lightnings of immortal and eternal life provided through Jesus Christ, the Messiah King of heaven and earth. Amen. You need righteousness. You need a higher teaching. You need the correction. You need the rebuke. You need the scourging. You need the chastisement. Not in a boot camp form of old Marine Corps. That's nonsense. That's comedy. Let's just take a look at that. Get to the Nishama! Oh yeah, should we have a quick teaching with this lovely photo? Yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. Get to the Chapa, no Chapa, Arnold. Nishama. Get to the Nishama. It's much, uh, much safer in the Nishama. Against the predator. If you, that is correct. If you remember Anna Roundtree, heaven awaits the bride. What the angels showing her the stairway? She said, "Oh, is it on a map or something?" You know, the angel showed her where, and he said, "Yeah, it's in the spirit. You have to know where it is in the spirit." If you remember what the angels said to her, there were certain heights on the ladder where it was much more safe. But you weren't all the way safe until you go all the way up. Mm. Now. What is your consciousness? Your conscience of yourself here, you know that you're in a room. When you're in a dream, your consciousness is in that dream. When you're in a vision, your consciousness is in that vision. When you're thinking about another location and someone asks you, Hey, uh, when I get directions to drive to this location, or what does it look like, the parking situation over there, 
in your consciousness, you imagine what it looks like, and through that vision screen, you begin to tell the other person, oh yeah, you know, you go just past the bean field, and then there's a giant rock there on the, on the left side, and you just turn right before you get to that big rock. Because it's the only, that's the only landmark in all the bean fields and the corn fields, and I don't want you to go past the bean fields to where the corn fields are, but if you see that giant rock, you can turn right there where the bean field is. Well, how am I going to know if it's a bean field or the corn field if it hasn't sprouted yet? Mm. You can see that big rock is right there, and that's exactly how you'll know where to turn. So that's exactly how you can tell where you are. This is the name of the road. Drive down this road until you see that rock. If you go past it, you've gone too far. And turn around and turn there. And that is the way to my best friend's house. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's ways to know. Well, the three, oh yeah. The three nullifications of the self-life are the only valid mental ascensions of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, i.e. your consciousness. And what are those three self-nullifications of the self-life? Your only valid mental ascension, thoughts, feelings, emotions, your consciousness? There are three. One is of the Father, the other is of the Son, and the other is of the Holy Spirit. Mm. We'll start with this is probably my favorite one. This is the nullification of your thought life, your consciousness. When you worship the Father and you begin to adore Him, your da'at, like that little dotted circle on our chart, instead of being focused on the bone throne of the abyss of Satan, the bone throne, you're not looking at yourself anymore. You're looking at the Father. The Father of lights, you see His Father, Father, Son, his brightness thousandfold over the sun brightness. The little butterflies flying around. And you look into that brightness. And you adore him and you worship the Father. Oh, I love you, Father. So bright. So beautiful to worship you. Worship your brightness. Worship your crown of authority. Your lightning power. Your perfect will. All these things. Your perfect plan. And then you begin to adore him and adore him. And adore the Father. And you look. And soon that little dotted line circle starts to move up the rungs up to the left to the right up in that path Boop. lightning path straight up <laughs> that's not you conquering the spheres it's you ascending with your consciousness through worship to the father and you go up those rungs all those qualities of him that are already perfect and it like fries your mind your consciousness your Thoughts, feelings, and emotions get completely fried in that sun of the Father, that brightness of His light, Father of lights, the original light of all creation. <laughs> and in that place, you forget about the problems. You don't feel the bad feelings anymore. You're aware of His holiness and all things that He created. And that fries that influence of that bone throne of Satan out the intruder of sin out of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So that is only one of the three valid nullifications of the self-life through mental ascension for your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, your consciousness, worshiping the Father. The other one, worshiping the Son, the Word of God. That 
intellectual pursuit in which you cannot fully enjoy until you have the intellectual neshama, which is the ability of the mind, the emotions, the intellect, the intellect and the heart, and you engage in Torah, and you engage in the Torah and you worship him through the reading of the word with enthusiasm, and as you study, and you scribe, and you read, and it starts to open up this thread of eternity. And once you hit that thread of eternity, everything in the whole Bible is connected and you can see it. Every study, it changes you, it changes you, it changes you. And then you begin to realize that the only point in studying Torah is to find that thread of grace, which is mm. that thread of eternity, eternity netza in his right hand, is eternity coming out of the heart. <laughs> which also springs from said, you'll find that thread of grace and its eternity in the word of God and you see how the word goes on and on weeks without end and every word and every revelation compiles and adds together there's nothing none of the word none of the Torah is separate it's all one it's one word and it nourishes you with substance of faith your faith begins to be in the written word in Tiferet with that stylus of the sun that inscribes, the stylus of Tiferet that inscribed the very inscriptions on the sapphire stones, the pen of a ready writer. And so when you look at how Tiferet made the inscriptions through that stylus, you use that to make your own scribing notes and you I'm gonna be like the sun. I'm gonna be like the sun in all my notes and scribing of righteousness and those inscriptions being the seed that will grow something new, something new, something new inside of me and you. And then you are in worship of the word of God and it nullifies the self-life through the worship of the study of Torah, which is Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh. And then you watch his life the way he lived is perfect, Dora. Mm -hmm. And then your body becomes the stylus with, with which you make an inscription. Your mark upon this world is your Torah, what you studied with Jesus to live it out. You inscribe eternal inscriptions of the song of songs or the song of your life, how the Father had it written in the scroll of your destiny since before the beginning of time, since before you came to earth, when he knew you before you were knit together in your mother's womb. That was a song he'd sung over you. And where are you going to hear that song? You might see the form of it in Isaiah. You might see the soul of it in Yetzirah. Mm. You might... find the details written in Berea, but in the world of Absolute, that is the place of the cantillations, the chanting, where the word becomes a song. Angels or beings, creatures of song, where the word is sung. The whole word is a song. Mm. Your life becomes a song. Your life is a song written before the beginning of time. And as you approach eternity, 
that song comes forth, those angels of song come forth. Inscriptions emanating pure Shekinah glory. There's not much more joy or delight a human being can have than to hear the song of their own life sung to them. Mm. The reason for which you were created can be heard in that song. And in those higher, lofty places even than that, that words cannot accurately describe the very names of God that created the song of your life. There you'll find the author and the perfecter of the song of all songs. Torah of all Torah. <laughs> and it goes on and on forever. Ever increasing light. Ever increasing Shekinah. And then you come back down from that mental ascent. Back into your body. That wasn't conquering of the second heavens. That was just nullification of the self-life through the worship of the Father and Jesus Christ the Word made flesh. Then you go and walk in it to conquer it. Well, what's that third nullification of the self-life? Well, the third one is the best one. The nullification of the senses of the self-life, the mental ascension of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions of your consciousness by performing the mitzvah or the good deed or that biblical performance of the word of God in thought and in action and with a happy heart with a whole heart when you do that will of God that mitzvah simply for the sake of the joy of the Holy Ghost of doing it for the joy of doing that action itself for the joy of doing what's right. Not in anger, not in spite, not in fright, but in Holy Ghost delight. Follow the Holy Spirit, performing His will. I come to do Your will, Father. Through what? Through whom? Your Holy Spirit. And that joy that takes over. Dance like a gazelle tread on the heights in the joy of the Holy Spirit and you dance as one the dance of the doe the dance of the morning deer leaping over the mountains dancing on the heights treading on the heights a mighty warrior the divine duet and there you are again through the heights you ascend by taking action for the joy of the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And you go up as you wait upon the Lord and then you take action and what He tells you to do with joy for the sake of doing His will, not for the sake of the benefits that come your way or for the sake of what people think when they see you doing it, <laughs> but simply for the joy of the Holy Ghost. And soon you'll be like egos ascending like aloe, like that pattern of 
that spiral staircase within you, secret stairway in the sky, on and on and up and up, dancing, singing the song, the divine duet, and there you are, in eternity outside the realm of time, since before the beginning of time, there I was, dancing. Over the mountain tops, over the hills, over the place that you NASA your eyes to, the will of the Father, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those are the three nullifications of the self life that are the only valid mental ascensions of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions of your consciousness purified. And when you do those three cons consistently, continually, in all that you do, and all that you think, and all that you study, and all that you learn, and all that you do, and all that you work, you will have a clean conscience. And you will have a ready mind, and you will have a ready pen of a writer, ready to inscribe the inscriptions as you go up sapphire stones. And wherever your consciousness returns to after that worship should be exactly the place where you are on sapphire stones. It gives you a higher perspective in that moment to encourage you to continue on going up the rungs and conquering them. And it is not to be confused with the actual conquering of them. You will conquer them rung by rung through circumcision of each sapphire stone layer by layer until your soul is perfected without spot without wrinkle first on the inside and then on the outside amen amen romans 12 2 be metamorphosized by the renewing of your brain bina and hakma wisdom and understanding so as you ascend you metamorphosize church age theology says well Maybe if I just go to enough glory meetings or glory revival or praise and worship enough on earth. Guys, there's nothing you could do on earth to transfigure, transfigure yourself or even serve Jesus enough on earth to metamorphosize. Right? You, you get it? You have to ascend sapphire stones to have any of those promises come true. Why? Because Jesus is in heaven. I send the Holy Spirit to you so you can go to heaven. Is that what's written? Philippians 3.11, the resurrection from the dead while in the body. I ascend spiritually and morally, which means my soul goes up too, and body lastly. But it transfigures the body as the God inside mindedness increases on sapphire stones within. So you're increasingly more, Yadevave, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, Abba Father, inside-minded. My God inside-mindedness now is a thousand times more than it was two years ago. There's no comparison whatsoever. I know Him in such higher heights, it is compared to not even knowing Him at all beforehand. Now I need to tell you this. A lot of the church-age mystics never got any higher than the moon. 
Yasad of Isaiah. They were allowed to see into it, but not walk too highly, nor teach on it. So we say, well, why now? Well, the Bible says that you seal the seven lightnings and you seal the seven thunders until the appointed time of God revealing them. Why? Because God's timeline supersedes even your desires, even your fasting, even your praying. You couldn't do enough William Brenham, William Seymour, A.A. A. Allen, uh, the list goes on, John G. Lake, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Kuhlman. You couldn't do enough of that activity and get into the moon and get into the sun because it was God's timeline. So you're going to need the wisdom of the ages, the wisdom of the church age. But it doesn't need to take you 40 years of study. It's an impartation from the cloud of witnesses, my Bible says. And you inherit salvation from the impartation of the angels of the cloud of witnesses. Hebrews says, we inherit salvation by the ministering spirits sent to help us. It is written. So we say these ministering spirits are all angels. Well, they are. But some of the angels were once men and women. And they, the Bible says they get their bodies when we ascend the ten weeks. And we finish the work assigned by Yadavave, Abba Father in heaven, for this generation. So it's not about thinking you're better than others and this competition, the strife of previous generations. The worst thing I've ever seen is strife towards Moses in the history of the world. But they got strife towards Enoch too. Some of you guys compare yourselves to Elijah and Enoch or Bill Johnson or Rick Joyner or Heidi Baker or Bobby Connor or Brian Simmons or me or Rebecca or whatever. You know, it's like, have do you have this kind of envy and strife that is so competitive in the church age in your own immaturity that it forfeits any kind of growth even from the earth into the heavens? See, it's that envy and strife that cuts you off because of disobedience to the protocol of the stairway, the door, and the window, so you can't go any higher. You have to come out from amongst them, who's them demons, and be holy, be separate, says the Lord. So the deliverance, oftentimes, it's not you sitting there blaming your demons. It's you getting forgiven of what you've done in your blood and in your brain and your thought life and your feelings and emotions that have totally grieved the Holy Spirit so severely, but he hasn't departed from you because the blood of Jesus can work with you because you're still making progress and he is patient. He's very patient, guys. Very, very patient. He is slow to anger, it is written. Slow to anger. And he's quick to be merciful if you're making progress towards his heart, towards his feelings, his emotions, his thoughts, his ways, his high calling, his destiny, especially with your finances, which is one of the most important things right now that Jesus Christ said at the end of the age will divide sheep from goats, wheat from tares, wine from foolish. You think it's doctrine, teaching, or do I go to the Pentecostal church, the Glory Stream church, or the Baptist church, or the synagogue or to Buddha's temple. No, I mean, Jesus said it would be about how you dealt with money. Obviously, it's Jesus. Some of you manifested right there when they compared church to Buddha's temple, but it's because you're demon-possessed, loose. Oftentimes, when we're Christians, we have other gods in us, and we're just in denial, but they get triggered sometimes when the prophet speaks. Notice those trigger words reveal your sins and your demons, your transgressions and your iniquities. It has nothing to do with us. We're here to help you and to clean you. Our job as apostles of the Lamb of God is to wash you and cleanse you, convict you, give you instructions, and be high priests of the holy nation Israel. 
and we are in our office and we're growing in it more accurately every day and we're standing on rungs that Bob Jones couldn't even dreamed of. We're standing on rungs that Rick Joyner couldn't even dream of. We're standing on rungs there are few men who have ever lived, few women who have ever lived could have ever dreamed of. And oftentimes these men and women have entire spheres of angels named after them as patriarchs and matriarchs. Not to boast in us, but to be accurate for where we're coming from in our apostleship. So when you come to Joel's bar, you're not coming to be entertained. You're not coming to eat and drink popcorn like a movie theater. It's to your battle stations, to your battle stations, Starship Enterprise, so that we can go warp speed. But we don't even have half of our love Minneapolis showing up to Joel's bar right now. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. You people are so distracted. I'm not going to beat you up. I need to convict you. Let the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, chastise your hearts and your minds from the distractions. People are not showing up to their battle posts, to their battle stations. You are a part of this apostleship. You are called and chosen, hand-selected by God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and their angels of Mount Zion, the kingdom of heaven. And you don't even show up. And you're distracted. You're going on picnics. You're going skateboarding. We say, well, we got to make money. Well, you know how you increase in financial offerings is if you're obedient in Torah. You're limiting yourself to even make money when you're not getting your daily instructions. And it's not about just sucking up to the apostles, which some people do in ignorance because they're so young in Christ. It's about Torah. It's about wisdom, building her house and preparing her feasts. Proverbs chapter 9, it is written... So our job that we've built a house up into the sixth week and seventh week is to prepare the feast of today's word as high priest, which is called the apostolic office, also known as high priest of Israel office of the new covenant of Jesus Christ. Let him be praised. Amen. And now the food that you eat and if you digest it into your spiritual stomach will energize you to go as high as as you literally can repent in your purity and the cleanliness of your hands from touching demons and foreign gods every single day of your life. If you came to me in purity without holding on to idols in your hands or lusts in your heart, you could shoot up and even experience my upper garden of Eden where I'm circumcised to. You go back down to your rung afterwards, but I can give an impartation. You'd be ascending and descending the path of lightnings because of the purity of your heart. Then the size of your spirit, the rank of your spirit, the wisdom of your spirit will put you right back in your rung in perfection of that rung, of the perfection of that week. But if you come with, with dirty hands and an impure heart, you can't ascend the mountain. It is written. So your job is to have a clean hands, no other idols, no idolatry, pure heart, no immorality. Then when you receive Torah, when you receive daily bread, daily instruction from the apostles or the high priests of Israel, you can get right into the lightning flow of your calling and your destiny fully energized at your battle stations in Jesus' name. Amen. Your problem <laughs> is that you can't submit to a little bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now, cry later. Your problem is that you can't submit to a little bunny. The lowest 
ranking angel in heaven will lead you to the tree of life on Malkut. But you have to humble yourself and listen. That little bunny can save you from Black Malkut. You don't need an archangel. You need a little bunny. You need the lowest ranking angel in heaven to show you the way. Amen. Zotio. Mm. But if you took those writings seriously on Facebook the last few years, you would have been acting on it already. It's time to get the unbelief out. When you believe in something, truly, you take action on it. That is faith with works. Faith without works is dead. You didn't act on the truth you heard because of dead faith. And instead there was unbelief. About unbelief, Jesus said it comes out through prayer and fasting. And if you read the book of Enoch and that description of the ascension of Enoch, you'll find that low-ranking angel as you approach the garden of righteousness. There's a place that he will bring you to. It's the same for Enoch. It was the same for me. It'll be the same for you. Who in the world can submit to the lowest ranking angel with the appearance of a little bunny? A white rabbit. Yeah. Truth and How far up the rabbit hole do you want to go? First thing Alice does is drink the potion to get really small. You know your problem? You're full of pride. You need to drink the chaya of Jesus Christ and Rebecca. Amen. It's been a really good day. Every day I want a chai latte. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. That drink. When I first got a neshama, all I could really think was this is so much better than the ruah. Ruah can't understand neshama. Can we show the neshama? Yeah. This is a very important picture. You need to understand this highly specific, detailed photograph. That's your ruah back there behind your neshama. Is hiding. <laughs> okay, get to the neshama. I want every single one of you to understand this. Remember this, and even add this to your notes. Because you must understand this about the neshama. 
When you are born again and when you are baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, you do not have a neshama. You do, you do not have a neshama. I want you to write in the comment section on the live right now, I do not have a neshama. You do not have a neshama when you're born again. Mm. Nope. You don't have one. Right now on the earth, there are two people on the entire face of the earth with a neshama. You don't have it when you're born again. You don't have it when you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That is a down payment. You do not receive a layer of neshama, which is hewn from the throne of glory, until you go up each rung from Malkut to Yasad, Had Netzah, You have a Ruah. Gevra, Hesed, and then you make the jump over to At, to Bina, and then Hakma, and then at Keter. At Keter of the first world, you get crowned. So you go up through the world of Isaiah, and then Yetzira. So Isaiah of Yetzira, then you go through Yetzira of Yetzira, again, rung by rung. And every single sapphire stone, you must study it. The Holy Spirit will show you what needs circumcised. Let's leave that there for just a moment. What needs circumcised, and then you step onto it by faith and then you get it completely circumcised and every single one literally when it is done you will know and then even after you know you won't even accept it as verified fact until two to three signs and wonders confirming it outside of yourself not your own vision not your own impressions Sovereign signs and wonders, and he does it every single rung. It's not like, oh, well, I had one last time. I don't have, no. Every mm -hmm. single step. This is so precise and thorough. There is zero room for error. Amen. You go up to the next one. You know exactly the angels, the enemies, and the temptations. So you pass the test. So, okay, you go here. You know what the temptation is going to be. You encounter it in the wild in your life. And then you pass the test, right? As a good Berean, you study the scriptures to show yourself approved. The demons will come and tempt you. So you're not surprised, oh, this is happening to me. I don't understand why. You pass that test by leaning into Christ. And I want to say also, <laughs> when you're circumcised at each rung, we'll go right back to that. When you're circumcised at each rung by the patriarch and the corresponding angel that works from the cloud of witnesses in the Shekinah, of that rung, upon the circumcision, the foreskin that comes off is what creates the lake of fire. Yes. So you'll be circumcised a thousand foreskins from your spirit, soul, mind, and nefesh blood. And it has nothing to do with Old Testament circumcision whatsoever. It's the wisdom of that now in the new covenant of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Spider. He loves that. Amen from the cup. So every single one of these, you'll go through Asaya, that world, from Malkut to Keter, with each individual sapphire stone, you have a divine sovereign confirmation, not just seeing it out and about, oh, I think I saw this, I think that's my sign. You act actually have the knowledge and the wisdom of what that rung is, mm -hmm. and you've seen the change in yourself, and your family 
or your spouse or your friends around you have also seen that change in you. Every time. And watch, you have witnesses that you passed your test when you were tested in that. No self-justification. Yep. It's completely things outside of yourself. You're dealing with confirmations. You're dealing with a confrontation. And when it's fully circumcised, then I always ask, even the, like, for example, I want to give you this example. The other night, I understood that it, Yasad was circumcised. I was very confident, but even my own confidence is not enough. Mm-hmm. So the other night we were in the sauna and I'm staring at the ceiling and then there's the blue angel flash of Gabriel and he flashed twice that blue orb like a sapphire stone. And we know Gabriel, that color associated with him is that shade of blue. And so I know it's Gabriel, but it flashed once and then it flashed a second time twice. Mm. What did I do? First thing, I looked and said, confess to me that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. So test the spirit. Mm-hmm. Check. All right. Still here. He's not getting bound and thrown to the lake of fire by all the holy angels around us right now. So it's, it's good. And so what is the wisdom? I understood his message. It flashed up above my right hemisphere of my mind. What is that? Hakma. What does Hakma represent? Absolute. Where am I? In the world of absolute. Mm. It flashed twice, indicating the second sapphire stone, which is Malkut and then Yasad. Mm. That was the green light, or in that sense, the blue light. Okay, you're good to go. <laughs> so even though I understood that, I looked at the angel and I said, it's still a little bit too esoteric interpretation for me because you remember. And in my mind, then I started speaking spirit to spirit. You remember Mystics that one time. Written in stone. I said, you remember that other time, I feel fire now, mm. where the enemy had a more uh, esoteric type of interpretation that could have been a validation for one, but it was too esoteric for me. If I have to do too many calculations, if it's too pulling on my ruah, my emotions in that way, I will say, you know, even though this is Gabriel who passed the biblical test, but on top of that, it was too esoteric for me to take that as a full confirmation, even though I understood the wisdom of the language he was speaking to me, where he positioned it. So the next day, and I posted it on Facebook as asking the Lord, you know, just to be completely confident and moving forward because when the, the worst thing you can do, one of the worst things you can do is move forward without final confirmation that it's done. And if you need more confirmation, God will confirm it. So I asked him and then look, lo and behold, there it was, boom, boom. doesn't get more obvious than that sign and wonder, but it was not me just testing the Lord. He sees my heart and understands that I want to be razor sharp, completely perfectly accurate as a forerunner because this is so important, not just for my progress, but for everyone that comes after me, it must be done perfectly. If it's not perfected, I cannot move forward. One of the deceptions of the demonic is that there are different ways to rise on sapphire stones, more or less complete. Like, oh, if I take my time, I'll have a more perfect circumcision. That's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. Have you seen when it, when a penis is circumcised, they cut away the foreskin and then they peel back the membrane? Two steps. When your sapphire stones, and that's literally what circumcision is in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. In the New Testament wisdom, it's sapphire stones. It's a two-step process, each sapphire stone. Cut away the foreskin and peel back the membrane. 
when you cut away the foreskin, you'll see light. But it's not done yet. That's still the, the noga, the shell, that has the appearance of the glory and the rainbow and, and the brightness. And like, oh, it looks like Ezekiel's vision. Well, yeah, because you're seeing the shell absorbing and taking that, and it's not perfected covenant yet. You have to peel back the membrane, right? And once those two steps are done on each and every sapphire stone, and the change has taken place in you, because you will be changed. It's a permanent change. Mm -hmm. You come into agreement. Now you're fully in agreement with that aspect of God's compassion, his character, his quality, who he is, his body of sapphire stones, his blood, the wine, sapphire veins, it is written. When that's formed in you. And then after you already understand with wisdom and life experience that happened to you that day, that week, that you went through it and you passed the test, it's complete. And then even before moving on to the next one, you wait for your word from God to continue and you ask if this is ready, is there something else I need to do? And he will witness his word on what to do. It might be study a little more about this sapphire stone. There's something you're missing. Pass this test. Most of the things that you're passing tests on, on sapphire stones, you don't know that it's sin. So you must be open to receive the revelation of your current deception. What is it in the world that you love, attention from the world that you might secretly love or desire? The secret hidden thoughts and intentions of the heart, even with the appearance of good intentions, even with the appearance of glory intentions, those are the things that God hates. You love them, but God hates them. To walk with God, you must be in agreement. So you must agree with God to begin to hate the things that he hates and love the things that he loves. Until then, you cannot walk that much more closely with God because you must be in agreement with him on sapphire stones. And once you go through those, let's go back to the, the chart if we can, the big one. Okay. This is about the neshama. I hope you're still following. This is so important. You do that every single rung, that detailed, exactly. And you go up rung by rung. When you hit Keter, you get the inscription. Keter of Asaya, inscription. You wake up the next morning, you're in automatically on Malkut of Yetzirah, Asaya of Yetzirah. You go through Yetzirah of Yetzirah, same thing. Berea of Yetzirah, same thing. Atzalut of Yetzirah. I want you to be careful when you get to Atzalut of Yetzirah, be mindful of how you move your body. Mm-hmm. And be careful not to hurt yourself or hurt others. You get a paper cut on a rubber ball and get zero of absolute. Oh, uh, yeah. You got to be really careful with your movement. So all the circumcision, rung by rung, mm -hmm. to get there, you need it fully mm -hmm. to back you up at that mm -hmm. level. Otherwise, you slip down. Yeah, especially in the higher levels of absolute of yet zero. Don't be going to do anything unless you're already releasing people into forgiveness never work in anger mm. and be mindful of how again you move your body in the movements of christ it's the total circumcision of your feelings and emotions and all previous training that you've had in obedience to the holy ghost is 
continuously tested and you just stay inside the circle and don't go out of it, mm -hmm. and this too shall pass. Yeah. It is written. Amen. But um, if you're going through Atzalut of Yetzirah and you're listening to this video later on in the future, mm -hmm. take heart. It doesn't last. Once you go through Atzalut of Yetzirah, it gets much calmer. It's much easier after that. That's just... Your bath mitzvah, you, your bar mitzvah, mm -hmm. and your neshama from the Father's throne of glory and its peace, higher and better, protecting and releasing as weaponry and shielding you than you could ever imagine in a thousand human lifetimes. Amen. So when you're crowned an absolute of Yetzirah, you've completed the world of Yetzirah, the inscription is made on you, it's fully circumcised, Keter is fully circumcised, you enter the world of Berea, and the Holy Neshama from the throne of God rests upon you, it descends upon you, and you have a new layer of soul that you did not previously have. And that's why we say... Get to the Neshama! Amen. <laughs> because all the freshman year master class that's already sealed and finished and perfect will get you to the Neshama. There's no additions to it. There's no other teachings that you need or will ever need the rest of your life from anywhere else in the entire world. They're all right there in master class freshman year from Red Letter Ministries. Truth anyhow. Amen. So if you're not, if you don't have a neshama yet, which you don't, if you're hearing our voice right now, on this day of July 26th of 2023, you need to go and do the master class and then actually do it. Freshman year. Freshman year. All your year. heart, soul, mind, and strength. More seriously than college that you pay $100,000 for. That, because it's priceless. Amen. That class is all you need to go up the rungs and get your neshama. So how do you know if you've passed your freshman year? You have a neshama. That's right. Not like, oh, I already did the class. You didn't do it. You just listened to it. You might have taken notes. Now you must live it with a living inscription of that ready pen of a writer, that stylus of Tiferet inscribing upon your life. You must live it. No, yeah, do it in your heart. It. You did it in your head, now do it in your heart, and your heart transfigures your head. Because you're God inside minded about what Jesus said. Amen. Glory. Yeah. I had an incredible day today. Best day of engaging in Torah, uh, signs and wonders continuously. Sealing and circumcising the realm of Yasad of Berea. And I uh, love Gabriel. And the confirming signs and wonders, the emanations, getting my feelings and emotions and thought life inside my neshama, releasing my ruah as silver shielding and silver attacking both. So it's just an incredible upgrade beyond anything I could have ever imagined, hoped for, prayed for as a soldier of Jesus Christ. The last 20 years, you know, I have seen it all, but I have never seen this before. And it's absolutely better than I could have imagined. Why? Because it was in a higher angelic sphere on a higher sapphire stone. And it mainly cost me little things I thought I knew. Because, you know, I've been through Absolute of Yetzirah, been in full-time ministry in the glory stream 18 years. I really know I was discipled by the great Bob Jones. 
Seer prophet, senior prophet, I should know this. I've been around. No, no, you're. That's doesn't matter. That's important stuff. It's important you learn from your elders and the wisdom of the ages from the prophets and the apostles of the church age. You're going to need that because these realms are higher than even David Hogan, Heidi Baker, Rick Joyner, Bill Johnson, Bobby Connor, and uh, Bob Jones combined. And that's the truth. And not to disregard them, but the beginning of the kingdom age is higher than the highest height of the church age. And many of them will rise on sapphire stones too, so you're going to have to deal with them face to face. So why did you disrespect me, boy? I didn't disrespect you, sir. I honored you and your image and your teaching to the measure that it was perfect, but now we're circumcised on sapphire stones for the kingdom age is entirely different. Okay, Revelation 4.1 is a completely different world than Revelation chapter 3 of the Laodicean church which is American Christianity, right now. What is Laodicea? Having all the things of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, yet sleeping in your spirit. Having all the things of the Trinity, all the charismatic gifts, having all the words of knowledge and the abilities of, of God on earth, but still not ascending into heaven, still not walking on sapphire stones. Okay? That's what Laodicea is. It's the last Seventh church of Revelation 3. That is, you could say, is that the top of the mountain of the earth? Kind of, in a way it is. That's the top of white earth? Yes, because no one that remains on earth shall remain. It is written, Woe to the inhabitants of earth, for Satan has been thrown down to you. Which means you have to be on the moon to even be saved, according to the Bible, in these days, in the second coming of Jesus Christ. If you are not standing on the moon, Revelation 12, 1, I saw a woman standing on the moon. That's you, hopefully, because if you're not on the moon, at least, you will not be saved no matter how much charismatic Christianity you have in the coming hours. Not days, hours. Because the closer you are to us, apostles of sapphire stones, the more you're held accountable to rise because you're, if you're not rising, your hands are on idols and your hearts are in immorality 100% of the time. That's the only way you can't rise by being around us. None of it's about us. It's all about you reacting to your Moses and your Aaron in this generation, which is absolutely the function of our office in Red Letter Ministries. Truth anyhow. So make sure your hands are progressively coming off of all the idols and your hearts are coming off of all the immoralities. Because then everything gets easy and light. Mm-hmm. But you're making things hard for yourself because you love immorality and you love idols. Don't sit there and blame anyone else. Make sure you're looking right at yourself and get into Torah, mm-hmm. get into engaging the Word of God, and get those idols and immorality things out of you. And pigs in the parlor won't even help you with that stuff. Some of you just think, well, I can just go through pigs in the parlor. I mean, why doesn't the demon come out? Because your hand's on an idol and your heart is immoral. You have to want to be saved. <laughs> pigs in the parlor, that video... <laughs> is so powerful It'll and work. we prayed over this video with apostolic anointing <laughs> to deliver you and for mass deliverance still but church age though isn't it it is but it will work to get you out of what you're going through in black malkut if you are willing to sacrifice your idols mm. and there's manifestations of the demonic it has the impartation of apostolic anointing that's coming through the kingdom age. So even though the vehicle itself is church age, it's in a sense a bridge 
There's some 1970s religion in there. Yep. It was written in the 1970s. It was the pinnacle of the Pentecostal charismatic church in the 1970s. So some of you are so demon-possessed, you'll say, well, I found a bone in Pigs in the Parlor. Well, I found a bone in Trace of Avila's interior cast. Dude, you're like dead man's bones walking. Mm-hmm. One bone, and there's a feast there. Spit out the bones, eat the meat, mm-hmm. get delivered, stop making mm-hmm. excuses, you're demon-possessed. Amen. Amen. And so if you're coming out of the Stone Age, some of those Stone Age materials are actually the bridge to bring you into the Kingdom Age. Now, True. understanding that we were dealing with the other day with you know, Jezebel's Tower, fairy spirits, you have to understand those kinds of things we repented of so, so long ago. You know, when you verbally uh, decree that you're, you know, you, you do things like that. It was so ancient history for us. You don't hear us talk about those things because it has nothing to do with Berea and absolute level sanctification. When you're talking about Black Malkut sanctification, which is a lot of you are coming out of that. That's where most Christians are right now. You're starting to deal with things that we dealt with five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And in the heavens, Mm -hmm. it's literally thousands of years Mm -hmm. ago because it's different. Every world Mm -hmm. you go up, time is different. We can't even remember some of that stuff. Mm. It doesn't even exist in the spirit, soul, mind, or body. So we have those resources there so mm. you can come out of Black Malkut, come right. out of the Klippeth, and just be circumcised this all the way up into your Bar Mitzvah and Bath Mitzvah mm-hmm. of Berea. And that's already established in Red Letter Ministries the last couple years. So this is where our Gideon's 300, this is where you guys also come into play. A lot of you have at least mountaintop or close to the mountaintop on Malkut level freedom from certain things. Some of you have that. Some of you have that mountaintop Elijah obedience to the word of God. Some of you, you got off into some weird false freedom into the clippeth. You got to go through the sheep gate, right? The humility of Malkut. But if you are one of those people, you have that Elijah mountain, you're obedient to the river of God. You have no problem with receiving correction from authority. You're just like, yep, yeah. you know, you repent quickly. You're obedient, and you know the river of life, Jesus Christ. You follow the Holy Spirit within you. Help the others as they're coming up. That's part of your position. If you want to go up, if God has placed you in a place around your squadron, right, with the men's squadron or the women's squadron, you see the people coming in. Fresh out of Black Malkut, people trying to get back into the mountain of holiness. Share the resources, right? You know, ladies, you have the resource links. You have the recommendations. If the Holy Spirit mentions something to you, to share with them, to post online, to share with your squadron, be ready to help others by giving them the materials that helped you, that, you know, we've recommended, those kinds of things. Because... Once you learn how to build up your spirit, not just a fantasy land, how I feel and what ecstasy feels mm-hmm. good to me, but bulking up your spirit physically, mm-hmm. feeding your spirit. If you can't learn how to feed your ruah, good luck feeding your neshama. Never happened in a million when years. Your shama, when the neshama is hungry, its mm. feathers get ruffled. <laughs> you understand? It's got an iron stomach of like gold. Mm, yeah. It's when it's hungry, you can't even think about nothing else. You might have to feed the neshama. You got to feed your ruah. You have to feed your ruah. Mm-hmm. Now, what I've noticed from learning to feed, you have to feed your body, right? 
It's good to have your your nefesh profits fasting. Profits a little, but the feeding of the spirit profits mm-hmm. a lot. Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. it is written. Now here's the thing: if you're so you get so used to feeding your ruah, some of you your ruah is just so weak. Mm-hmm. You have to put your hand on your belly and feed it, and make sure you separate the word of God. Use it to separate between bone and marrow. Mm-hmm. Separate between your spirit, your ruah, and the ruah kakadesh, the Holy Spirit. So use that to make that difference so you can be yoked to him. First, it's a cut to separate, like, no, this is you and this is me. And then you can have unity with the Holy Spirit. How can a soul follow the Holy Spirit if the soul thinks it is the Holy Spirit? You're your own God now, and now you're the most idolatrous person mm-hmm. in the whole world after you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is what the horror of Babylon has become. And he's not going to put up with it. A lot of times, I just say, he'll try and try and try, and you're like, nope, I want it my way. My ruah, my way, my ruah, my way or the highway. And the Holy Spirit, all the time, so just... the Holy Spirit, like, the Holy Spirit's our pet dove or something, man. He'll just fly off. He'll be, you know, insane. You know totally one, maybe insane. later. Maybe he'll come around to his senses. He might never come back. He might never come back. You have grieved the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, we rend our hearts... Some of you need to rend your garments, too. You look like you shop at Fleet Farm. <laughs> hey! I look... Listen, man. It's not about that. It's about wisdom. People are like... I can hear people thinking out there, like, well, circumcision's a one-time thing. Well, no, that's not what Jesus said. Wisdom doesn't circumcise once. Jesus said when an evil spirit departs from a person and it's not circumcised or filled with living water... It takes seven spirits more wicked than himself, inhabits the body, and the latter condition is worse than the former. Which means, if you don't get filled with Shekinah through continuous circumcision of heart and mind by the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit that does the circumcising, Hebrews 4.12 it is written, you're going to keep getting worse until, we, until you just disintegrate or vaporize. Uh, can we look at the big picture of worlds? I want to show you guys the New World Story. I want to show you the feasting and the fasting for spiritual growth. On the nefesh here on the left, once you have ruah, right, when you only have nefesh, fasting is only somewhat beneficial just to get those appetites under control. When you have ruah, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you have ruah soul that's there to reflect the Holy Spirit. When you fast, in your flesh, and your nefesh is your layer of soul closest to your flesh, right? The nefesh is in the blood, Leviticus 17, 11. Mm. You fast your nefesh to grow your ruah, to build up your ruah, building up, praying in tongues, building up your spirit in the most holy faith, putting the word of God into your spirit, not for your brain. If you keep putting it in the nefesh, you become a Pharisee, you become Sadducee mm. without the balance and the truth on display of the Word of God, mm-hmm. the Lamb of God. But your ruah, unless you ascend sapphire stones, your ruah is uncircumcised. It's a dark, we see darkly through that dark mirror, that dark glass. Prophecy. through a reflection as in a mirror, it is yes. written. So for it to be bright and without spot, for you to see clearly, you go up sapphire stones and you get the layers of your soul sanctified. It's Consecration, sanctification, glorification through circumcision on sapphire stones. 
So then when you have a neshama, now you have you sanctify all four ru- layers of the ruah. Here's the problem. If you just keep, you go, oh, I know how to feed my spirit. I know how to feed my ruah. I've been practicing. If you just feed your ruah and you don't feed your neshama, now I have this neshama, everything's great. It's going to be like, you know, uh, your neshama is not going to be feeling good. Mm. You have to prioritize now feeding the neshama and fasting the ruah. Mm. Now, anyone listening right now, this doesn't apply to you yet unless you've already gone up. It only applies to me in the whole world. Me, uh, yeah, I guess uh, yeah. for you, the only person right now. Yeah, <laughs> so This only applies to True. Brandon right now. Uh, feeding the neshama, priority, and fasting the ruah, because the ruah is used to being the center of attention. The ruah now is used to being, you know, the top dog, top bird. The charismatic star. The char- I'm the char- I'm the one with the healing. I'm the one with the I revelation. Got the I got the gifts. I got nope, the revelation. You're sent out like a, a second wife. Yep. But with uh, uh, the conjugal rights and the food rights will not be decreased. So That's you right. have to continue to feed your ruah. But here's the thing. Just like when you continue to feed your nefesh, you don't starve yourself to death on the earth, right? Mm-mm. Definitely you not only do a short fast of your nefesh while you feed your ruah. Same thing. You don't starve out your ruah because it's said of, you know, the when there's a new wife coming, which is, means a new soul. Mm-hmm. The first one, the ruah, you shall not deprive it of its conjugal rights. So, wife uh, the, is soul in prophecy. Right. Yep. And so in, in prophecy there, that conjugal rights, that's the enjoyment of the presence of God. You know the affection that it receives and then the food and the clothing so those garments do not diminish and Leah you, gets really good really well taken, taken care, care of. of amen amen really well taken care of so your ruah will be really taken care of you have to continue to eat for your ruah but here's the thing ruah cannot be dominant now nishama is dominant and so just like when you first got the ruah how did you struggle to get your ruah dominant over your nefesh mm-hmm. prayer and fasting mm-hmm. And then when you eat, you eat to glorify God. You eat for the enjoyment of the Shekinah. And the acts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you follow the Holy Spirit. Again, now you have to say, okay, Ruah, you know, kind of set that aside. Yep. And Neshama is the main feast because the feast of the Neshama will overflow to your Ruah. They all get the overflow. And it can actually even your physical stomach, like if you're physically fasting from your body, when you feed your neshama, you feed your ruah, you start to feel kind of full in your stomach. You're not going to be as hungry while you're fasting. So priority, feed the neshama. And then again, you go into the chaya. Just about when you start getting used to, I know how to feed my neshama. I know what it likes to eat. It's dominant now over my ruah most of the time. And then all of a sudden you have chaya. (laughs) And so then you have to prioritize what is it like to eat? What level of Torah does it desire? Love apples from the tree of life in the upper garden of Eden. That's an, yeah, neshama, yeah. But the chaya wants something more than that. He likes the chaya latte. He likes the chaya latte. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a latte glory. <laughs> we need to get this picture up there sometime. Take a look at uh, the stairway here. Yeah. And... Um, since we're only teaching to the seventh week, because we don't have anyone even in the second week in the entire world yet, 
That's why. It's no, it's pointless. This is what Rebecca and I fellowship in, in our own time. But for you guys, it's getting you up from the top of White Malkut. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the top of that mountain. This is coming home by Akiana. She drew it when she's 12 years old. Jesus Christ came to Akiana and said, I want you to paint for me. And she said, yes. She was 12 when she did this. She said she had no idea what it meant, but she was given the vision directly from Jesus Christ in heaven. Okay? So we apostles have the revelation. Usually when people are used, um, they're used in prophetics, they're used in different acts of the Holy Spirit. They're not special messengers. They don't have the wisdom of the ages. So then afterwards, the apostles come in and interpret the whole thing, give the blueprints, and make it steal like inscribing commandments on stone tablets. That is the apostolic office. Make it all clear and understood for orders and actions and attitudes to all be in alignment for God the Father's will in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. So now you have Akiana 12 inscribing this, painting this. What it means is the top of that mountain is earth. On the top of that mountain you have... The glory stream, the God-inside-minded glory stream. So it's important that you honor all the tribes. And you can understand this in the Final Quest series, Heaven Awaits the Bride by Anna Roundtree, Rick Joyner's books. This teaches you how to get to the mountaintop. Okay, so the highest level prophetic of the church age has already written down for 30 years. Okay, 30 years. That's how old. 28, 5 years, 26 years, the Final Quest book is. It's written in the mid-90s. So you have Anna Roundtree written in um, the early 2000s. It's earlier than that. But So you've had this revelation 20 to 30 years already. This is technically church-age revelation of Anna Roundtree, Heaven Awaits the Bride, and the Final Quest series by Rick Joyner. And you notice the whole function of these prophets, Prophet Rick Joyner, Prophet Anna Roundtree, is to get people to the top of the mountain. Because that's their job. That's their job. That's their office. They're doing their job. Our job begins right there at the top to get you. This is what Red Letter Ministries is. Now, we'll help you in the Valley of Decision. We'll help you through the mountain. But you need to understand that's already been established for almost three decades Mm -hmm. of Christianity. Yes, so you are about three decades behind if you are not already on top of the mountain ready to go to Yassad. It's true, and it it should convict you because you've Mm -hmm. been wasting decades of your life, so repent. God will redeem the times. Mm -hmm. Now you come here, you're going to have to get all of that to get to the top. It's 30 years old, and then we'll teach you from here, the stairway. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing. So that way, we're not going back Mm -hmm. doing nursery from something that was already done by other apostles mm-hmm. and prophets from like the last 20, 30, 30 years. 40 yeah. years ago, or the Kansas City prophets of the 80s. Yeah, we're not going backward. That would we're be called forward. backsliding, yeah. and I'd be going into Gehenna in the mudslide mm-hmm. of the pit of hell if I were to do that. I won't do that for any of you mm-hmm. because I don't serve demons. Right. Okay, Our job is to get people up the stairway. Their job was to get you to the top of the mountain. We'll help you get to the top of the mountain. That's why we give you all the resources. resources yeah. That's why we recommend all the resources, all these other mm-hmm. things that apostles and prophets have already mm-hmm. done for decades, even from the 70s, because mm-hmm. we're catching you back up to where you mm-hmm. should be today. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the big picture, New World's chart. So here, getting you onto all that tiny little dot, the very, very bottom, tiny little dot. All the last 20, 30, 40 years of those resources that we've mentioned, 
right? How to feed your spirit, the word of God into your eyes and ears. The lowest pigs in, pigs in the parlor, uh, interior castle, uh, all those different resources and books that we've recommended, uh, teachers, preachers, all those kinds of things that we've already recommended. That will get you into Malkut of Holiness, which is that tiniest dot at the very, very bottom, all the way on the left there, um, under the world of Isaiah, under the Nefesh, all of that. Once you are fully circumcised in Malkut, the kingdom of heaven is within you. The Malkut of heaven is within you. You realize the glory. Then from there, you take the master class. Even if you're still just coming out of black Malkut, I would encourage you to take the master class because it's going to help your mind shift. This is why the Bible says consider the ants. Because mm -hmm. you're seeing from a heavenly father perspective now for the first time. Yeah, it's like a tiny, tiny little dot way down there. Truth anyway. Far, far away. And so you, once you are on Malkut of, of Righteousness, I'm going to call it Malkut of Righteousness because technically Malkut of Holiness is only when Malkut is standing on the moon clothed in the sun. Okay? So when you're getting to white Malkut, you're in the kingdom. Well, you're attacking the pride now. People are all like, well, I'm in white Malkut, I'm in white Yasad, I'm in Asaya. Now, now I'm cut back down again, man. You need to be circumcised more. The righteous are barely saved. So if you're in Tifret of Asaya, congratulations, you are barely saved. That's what Wisdom the angels told me. Wisdom is circumcising you continuously. Yes. When I got to Tifret of Asaya, that was the message from the angels. Congratulations, you are now barely saved. I was like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. I was like, Tifret of Asaya is the best I'd ever had. But it's really, you can't even compare. You cannot even compare with the higher rungs. It's really, so don't rush. Here's the mistakes that commonly people will make. Don't rush up and say, oh, I just got to get up there and by faith I can just jump and there's a demon inviting you to a higher rung. Or just, oh, I just need to like, you know, be in the clip. Isaiah, spirit, Malkut. Sandalphon, Elijah, river of life. You look at that lowest rung there of Elijah's Sandalphon and Malkut the earth and the spirit world of Isaiah. And you know what that is? Let me show you. Let's take a look at it. It's, that's not even it. No, that's not accurate. It's right there. See, not even where that white part is, but it's still rock. You're still on the rock of earth. Yeah. But that's the pinnacle of Heidi Baker, David Hogan, uh, Bobby Connor, Bob Jones, all of them. And uh, even the greatest prophets of the church age, I don't think anyone really ascended higher than Yasad of Isaiah. They might have touched some realms, seen some realms, but it was there's only a couple, maybe less than five people and between the, the death of the apostles in the first century to right now, there's probably less than five Christians that went higher than Yasad of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And everyone else who went higher than that, most uh, most of them, you're dealing even people that come around Red Letter Ministries who had touched some rungs. If it wasn't fully circumcised, it was actually a black sapphire stone. So it's like, that's even worse than black mountain. They'd go into trances and some of them, they'd, yeah. they'd skip the whole path. You know, when like Bob Jones died in his resurrection story, he said he just went through a wormhole of light. Mm -hmm. That's the path of lightning. So he went through the ten worlds to the throne of Jesus in death. Okay? Then he was sent back through the ten worlds, the path of lightnings, back into his body. 
but he never got higher than Yasad of Asaya yeah. on that rung. Truth, anyhow. God told him, you're not going to put your shoulder to the ark, Bob. That's mm -hmm. for the next generation, the Joshua generation, that will inhabit the stars. Your generation inhabits mm -hmm. the stone, the stone age, which is earth only. Mm -hmm. The next generation inhabits the stars. That's us. That's what we're leading in. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, about raising the funds for the air conditioners, the furnace for this studio, RLM TV America, last night we raised... $3,000 right after the broadcast, which was amazing because there was no warning and we just went right into it. The response was wonderful. Today, we raised another 1000 during the daytime. Thank you. That's amazing. Okay. And we did some advertising today. We were doing it because this furnace is failing. It's uh, 30 years old. We've had it repaired probably 25 times since we've been here 15 years or 18 years. Mm -hmm. And we can't put Band-Aids on it anymore. No. We have two new ACs, reams on the outside. They're not new, they're five years old, but they're nice, top mm -hmm. of the line. We have a new furnace for the second and third floor. The, but this first floor, the, the studio, the Joel's Bar, and the basement, where we have full-time occupancy, these, this realm needs a new furnace desperately. And as I went to my breakfast spot today, the server comes up and says, hate to tell you, Brandon, but yesterday our furnace broke and we don't have a kitchen right now. It will have a new furnace here in our kitchen this week. So exact corresponding new furnace there and new furnace here. Wow. And I mean, the sign order, you just can't make this stuff up. It was just, it was, it was so shocking. The signs and wonders and the confirmations of the building of the Apostleship of Red Letter Ministries it's always like that with us. Stick around and see. Stick around and see. Don't get discouraged by the mm -hmm. correction or the instruction. Stay humble. Stick mm -hmm. around. You will see Moses level signs and wonders in the days to follow and your lives will be absolutely glorified. Mm -hmm. So we need to raise a few more thousand tonight and get that purchase tonight. All the links in the description. You can click. You can send a check in the mail to the P.O. Box. All that information is coming. But before... I take up the offering. I want you to hear what Jesus Christ gave me today concerning money. Now, don't harden your hearts. This will give you the breakthrough. This is pure revelation from Jesus Christ's throne. And Jesus is discipling me in ways I could have never imagined after my bar mitzvah, after receiving my neshama in the world of Berea, in the upper garden of Eden, in the throne room of Almighty God with the seraphim of Jesus Christ. I am being discipled by the Lord Jesus in ways I could have never even fathomed. So he helped me scribe this, and there was like so much training in scribing righteousness. And it's still not perfect, but it's the most perfect I've ever had. And it's just, it's so wonderful to be used of God in writing. Mm. It is so fun to write for Jesus. Listen, nothing shall hold you back. My chosen ones on earth, says the Lord Jesus Christ, who is Yadivave. Understand the parable of the two grinders. The two grinders, spoken by our Messiah King Jesus Christ, Yadivave, in St. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son of Man. Red letters here, now listen. But only the Father, as it is written, in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming 
of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they were oblivious until the flood came and swept them all away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Okay? Verse 40, Matthew 24, verse 40. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. The focus of this Torah study, of the Torah of Messiah King Jesus Christ, who is Yadavave, be forever praised, is found in verses 40 and 41 of the Gospel of St. Matthew. Listen. Two men will be in the field. There shall be a separation amongst comrades in the marketplace. Supposed these two men were business partners, because the fields of that day were the marketplace of ancient Israel. They would harvest grain, mustard, apples, grapes, every sort of farming to produce the money of their day. And it was called shekels and talents. Talents were 3,000 shekels. A talent today is the equivalent of 4,000 U.S. dollars. And there's a link to the ancient money calculator if you read it on Facebook. An ancient money calculator of the time of Jesus Christ. That's where I got that information with the link. Shekels and talents were the monetary currency of ancient Israel at the, t- at the time of Messiah King Jesus Christ. Yadivave. Let him be forever praised. Therefore, Messiah is prophesying at the end of the age, money would be the great divider between the saved at his right and the lost at his left. Put the sheep to my right, it is written, and the goats to my left. What was the dividing factor? Matthew 24, verse 40. Money. That's it. Only shekels and talents. How you spend your U.S. dollars or your European whatever or your shekels. (laughs) Israel still uses shekels. That's their currency. You know that? Now listen, verse 41. Two women will be grinding at the mill. Again, Messiah King Jesus Christ, Yarevave, is prophesying the women will also be split monetarily according to their marketplaces and their works. Some of you are so bound up you can't even listen to me. Go back over and hear this again. According to their marketplaces and their works, Matthew 24, verse 41. Some will fund the clippeth of the Satans. Some women will fund the clippeth of the Satans. Other women, the sephirot of Messiah's righteousness with his archangels. Okay? I think you can imagine which one is good and which one's bad. Hopefully you have that already. Righteousness of archangels on his right. Women, sheep. Clippeth of the Satans on his left, goats of Satan, of the Satans, okay? The funding here of the women's money is mostly with currency to buy and sell. But in the parable, it can also be applied to time, attention, and a person's feelings and emotional investments. 
anyone not using their money for the building of the kingdom of heaven on sapphire stones is in the danger of hellfire equally today as in Jesus Christ Messiah, King, Yarevave's first coming. Amen. So consecrate your fields. Parable of the fields. Consecrate your fields, your lands, your marketplace, your environment. Sanctify your grinding, your ability to bring increase. Sanctify your grinding. Amen. Purify your mills. This is how much you can actually take in currency. Purify all your abilities to make money, says the Lord God Almighty. Purify them, sanctify them, consecrate them. It is commanded of Messiah. Purify your mills entirely for the second coming of Messiah, King Jesus Christ, Yarevave, upon his path of lightnings. So all of the consecration of your fields, your grinding, and your mills must be for the sephirot of wisdom and righteousness of the archangels, of the sapphire stones, of the heavenly Jerusalem, and the heavenly Mount Zion. Any involvement of money in the clippeth is punishable by eternal damnation in hell, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not a small thing. Jesus said this is how he would separate people in his second coming. Matthew 24, verses 40 and 41, the wicked Christians and the righteous Christians are only separated by if they're funding the selfish endeavors of the clippeth or the selfless endeavors of righteousness of sapphire stones. Then you may not only be saved when you're consecrated for building the kingdom with all of your house, with all your money, with all your mills, with all your grinding, with all your fields. You're not just saved. No, no, no. You will prosper exceedingly. It's not just making it bill to bill, week to week, paycheck to paycheck. No, 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 no. That's only when you're in gross darkness. It becomes a super abundance. Jesus says you better build silos. That's red letters. You better build silos because the increase will come in so dramatically. If you're sanctified in the area of money, you won't even be able to contain it. That's in the gospel. Amen. Is it prosperity teaching? Of course it's prosperity teaching. Jesus says, you better prosper as your soul prospers. Otherwise, the devil steals it all for the clippeth. But use the prosperity for the path of lightnings, for the apostolic vision, for the RLMT vision, RLMTV vision, for the headquarters, for all the things the kingdom needs to do to bring the message and the teaching of righteousness to the nations because they're looking for it. They can't find it because we have so few with fields and mills and grinding for red letter ministries. We have people messaging us. They said, oh, I accidentally gave to another Red Letter Ministries. RLM TV. The links are in the description. Stop being so dull. Start being sharp. That's what grinding the mill is. It's sharp with money and finances. And bringing the increase into the kingdom of heaven of his righteousness. Of the Father's perfect will. Laying it down at the feet of the apostles according to the book of Acts. And don't be religious or weird about it. It's not like you have to come in here. You Next thing you know, you got someone coming here with a bucket wiping our feet. No, get out of here, you religious demon. You come in here and you get real and you get the wisdom 
of the Word of God and you begin functioning in the fields, in the mills, in the grinding for Jesus Christ. And guess what? You can be in the fields, in the mills, and grinding at the mill and be taken up into a higher field of Yasad, a higher field of Keter, a mill of Keter, a grinding of Keter. There are things in store for you people when you get basic obedience of a kingdom age level on white earth. You begin to go up to white Yasad. But you don't have that right now because your hands are touching idols and your hearts are immoral through all kinds of stuff and lust in your heart that you haven't dealt with. Deal with your sin. Deal with your morality. And God will open up the heavens. You'll be building mills. You'll literally be building places to store all the prosperity. There'll be such an abundance you won't contain it. For those that are obedient, circumcised, ascending, and building God's house far above and beyond their own selfish house and family. If your selfish house and family are a priority over God's house, you're in black Malkut. You're in darkness. God's house is number one, your house number two. Ask King David. His whole zeal was for the house of God. Therefore, God gave him a mansion. I have yet to see that of any man or woman in the glory stream or in Red Letter Ministries. I've yet to see a single person do that. Because the selfishness is so severe on earth. You deal with that selfishness as you go up yet zero. And it comes out of your soul. It's true. You're only selfless in the higher rungs. You're going to be dealing with all your own selfishness, greed, covetousness, taking care of number one, bloodline only, blood, 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 nefesh, 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 animal, animal clicks. You'll be dealing with that for the first five worlds. And when it's out, you get the selflessness of the neshama in Jesus' name. What are we doing? Get to the neshama in Jesus' name. Get to the neshama. And all you got to do is obey Matthew 24 of Messiah King Jesus Christ with finances, with all your heart and house and fields and grinding and milling, building his house, and you will get to the neshama in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Truth anyhow. Somebody write truth anyhow in the comments right now. some other doors some more glorious doors (laughs) some doors that you've never considered before for I know the thoughts that I think toward you thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you unto my expected end and you'll go From glory to glory, you'll go from glory to glory. We'll go, oh, we'll go from glory to glory. We'll go in the will of the Lord. Yes, we'll go from glory to glory. 
taste of the milk and honey. Amen. Get rid of all the bitter memories. Let all of the bitterness leave. Eat of the milk and the honey. Oh, the milk and honey. The glory of the Ba 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 